Well, Father, we thank you once again for your word. We ask you again to grant us, grant us revelation, grant us understanding of this incredible, incredible love of yours and what you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. This is hour number four of uh, Which Side of Calvary? And right now we're going to start on chapter, on uh, lesson three, which is page seven on your notes. And if you'll allow me, I'm going to move through this. Well, I'm going to try to move through it rather quickly because I really want to get to lesson four. God's grace to us is to birth in us, like we were sharing, a righteousness consciousness. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 21. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, Paul says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ. How many of you are in Christ? In other words, you're born again. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And it is amazing. You know what the literal Greek says in that verse? The literal Greek says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new species of being altogether. A new species of being that never existed before. <laughs> Dr. P.C. Nelson was a man who is considered to be the foremost Greek scholar of all of our contemporary times. And he, he, defined, he said, there's, there's only one way you can actually read this in the Greek. And he said, that's that way. That what it actually says, if any man is in Christ, he is a new species of being that never existed before. I mean, we're brand new. But again, that wasn't your flesh that was brand new. Your, your flesh wasn't born again. Your brain wasn't born again. Your spirit was born anew. Then verse 21. Now, again, really listen to it. You all know the verse, but 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Paul said, For God hath made him, speaking of Jesus, he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. Hallelujah. Amen? Just say amen anyhow. Now, point two, I think I referred to it last week, but I want to say it again. God has deposited to our account right standing. The word righteousness, let me say this. The word righteousness is an old English word that means just this. It means right standing. In other words, I have like right standing with God. It, it means that I'm okay with God. It means there's nothing between us to cause separation. Hallelujah. Now listen to that. Right standing. We're called to have a right standing consciousness. In other words, we're, our thought processes, everything about the way we think should be reflecting the fact that, wait a second, I'm right with God. Now we'll get to verses later where it says, therefore fearing nothing from God, I mean, all these verses, we're not to fear anything from God. But so many people, I say again in the body of Christ, they're afraid of God. The fear of the Lord's the beginning of wisdom. But remember, the fear there doesn't mean being afraid of. The word means the reverence of God. And again, if you begin to see how much He loves you, which I pray you will, you'll begin to reverence Him, to say the least. And that'll begin to produce life. But again, really hear this. God has deposited to our account right standing with Himself through our faith and belief in the finished work of the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, point three, this is incredibly important. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was, of course, one of the most you know, well-known German uh, uh, theologians. And so much of, of uh, writings today and Christian thought today has really come from Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He had some incredible things, and he spoke about some things here. But I want you to catch what I have in the first sentence here. Really hear this. 
Man, according to 2 Corinthians 5.21, this is important. Man is declared righteous. Man has been declared righteous. Now, it sounds like I'm contradicting, not made righteous. Now, verse 21 says that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. But again, we'd have to do a word study of that Greek word. But this is the point. Listen to me. When I went to court, like I was sharing before, you know, when I was out doing wrong things before I was saved, I always remember the day, you know, when I, I you know, I had been, I, I knew, you know, it was true that I had been guilty of using drugs and I've been guilty of different crimes and what have you like this. But a particular case against me, you know, was, was all trumped up by some police that just hated my guts. But all I know is I never will forget the day when I was declared not guilty. Now, I was guilty of sin. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had guilt all over me. But the point is, a court, a, juris, a system of justice, declared me not guilty. And because they declared me not guilty, I went free. Do you understand that? I was a free man. I mean, there may have been guilt in me. I may have used drugs. I may have committed crimes. But the fact is, according to a court of law, there wasn't enough evidence to find me guilty, and I was declared innocent. Now, you have to understand this. The Bible says that your righteousness is as filthy rags. But what God has said is, again, that He's taken the righteousness of His Son and imputed it to you or deposited it to your account. Didn't I say that last week? Remember when I told you if I put 10 million pounds or 3 million pounds in your current account, it should make you happy, right? You know, but really hear this. You've been declared righteous by God by virtue of your faith in Jesus. It doesn't mean that you live perfect. See, please hear this. You will never live perfect because I keep telling you to live perfect. You don't stop sinning because I tell you you need to stop sinning. That's working backwards. You have to understand, Romans 2, like when teaching the love walk, it's the goodness of God that's intended to draw your hearts and minds to repentance. God on the cross, the Bible says, nailed, remember, we talked that last week, Colossians 2, God has taken all of the handwriting of laws and ordinances that were written against you and took them out of your way and nailed them to His cross. Hallelujah. This is what He's done. And now you have been made or you've been declared righteous by the courts of heaven. So Satan's job is to come and condemn you. Satan's job is to say, you're foul, you're dirty, you're ugly. How can you say you're right with God when you still think like you do sometimes, when you still act like you do sometimes? And you know what your answer has to be? You have to look at him straight in the face and say, listen, you're right, you're right. I can see the Bible says Jesus said, agree with your adversary quickly. And you just say, you know what, you're right. I still think wrong at times. I still act wrong at times. But even when I sin, now I have an advocate with the Father, even the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I sin, I just race to Him because of His work, His sacrifice. And when I confess my sin, instantly I'm forgiven of my sin. Hallelujah. Not only forgiven of that sin, but cleansed from any other unrighteousness on a consistent basis because the blood of Jesus Christ is a continuous work, much more than just a one-time work. But this is the thing. 
You see, I have to, I've, learned to have, I've learned to look Satan straight in the face, as it were, when he comes with his condemnation and say, listen, I am the righteousness of God now. I have right standing with God. And he says, well, how can you? Look what you did. And I say, I know, but the thing is, I don't look at what I did. I look at what Jesus did. And the fact is, I've been declared righteous. So Satan, if you've got an argument, it's not with me. You need to talk to God. You need to talk to God about it because he's the one that has declared me. He's declared me innocent. He's declared me not guilty. He's declared me right. I'm right with God by virtue of the blood of Jesus Christ, by virtue of the fact that I have chosen to believe in, I've accepted his sacrifice. I don't know about you, but that makes me happy.